Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Muhammadu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahibi wa sallam tasliman kathiran kathiran From Abadu, my brothers and sisters, Alhamdulillah we had a beautiful lecture reminding us about the importance of Ramadan and the purpose of it and how to maximize its benefit in our lives I remind myself and you of three quick things Firstly the essence of Islam, the meaning of Islam is submission. Submission of our desires of ourselves to the will of Allah. Submitting my will to the will of Allah. I want something, Allah wants something else. I do what Allah wants and I do not do what I want. That is why, as Dr. Ali said, the right in the beginning, in uh, Suratul Alaq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Wasjud waqtarib. Make sajda and come close. I remember when I first read this, I asked myself, how can you make sajda and come close? Because in sujood, you are completely helpless. Your face is on the ground, your hands and feet are on the ground, you can't move. And then alhamdulillah, the meaning that came to me was that it is Allah is saying, make yourself submit and Allah will draw you close. Allah will make you come close to him. So, wasjud waqtarib. In order to make us submit, in order to make us understand the value of submission, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us Ramadan. And he said, Kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum la'alakum tattakum. Ya ayu aladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala ladhina min qablikum la'alakum tattakum. O you believe, Fasting has been prescribed on you as it was prescribed for those before you so that you may become submissive, so, you, so that you may become muttaqun. As you know, what is the meaning of taqwa? The meaning of taqwa is to be concerned about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will and to do what Allah wants. To, be, to fear, to displease Allah. It's not fear of Allah. It is fear of the displeasure of Allah who I love more than anyone or anything else. So the more I love Allah, the more my taqwa increases. Taqwa consists of three things. Number one, knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowing the glory and majesty of Allah. Two ways to know that. One is the glory and majesty of Allah which puts in khashya in our hearts. Awe and majesty of Allah. And the second one is to make shukr. To be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all that he blessed us with. And all that he protected us from. Which brings in this, this, this sense of shukr. So it is khashya wa shukr. Knowing Allah. Second one is when I know Allah. Then I am concerned about the pleasure of Allah. The rida of Allah. Why should I be concerned about the rida of Allah? Because of who Allah is. I know who Allah is. Therefore I am concerned about the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third one is. Then I do what it takes to earn the rida of Allah. Right? Three things. Knowing the glory and majesty of Allah. Being concerned about earning the rida of Allah. And then doing what it takes to earn the rida of Allah. Knowing alone is not enough. Just being concerned about the rida and then doing the opposite obviously is wrong. Right? I am concerned. I want Allah to be pleased with me. But what about Salah? No, I will pray when I have time. No, doesn't work. 
Three things together. Knowing the glory and majesty. If I don't know the glory and majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then maybe I'm not concerned about pleasing Why should I please Allah? I don't even know who is Allah. I know the glory and majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but pleasing Allah is not part of my equation. Again, wrong. And third thing is, I have these two, but I'm not doing anything. As I said earlier, and I remind myself and you, at the end of the day, it's only action which counts. Amal. That is why in Islam and in the Quran, you see all that are iman wal amal, iman wal amal, iman wal amal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala com- always combine the two. Belief with action. Belief with action. Without action, the belief has no value. You can believe anything you want. If you don't act on it, it has no value. Knowledge alone has no value. Right? How many of us don't know that exercise is, is essential to maintain your body, the, to maintain your health? That movement is essential. The sitting in one place is not enough. How many of you of us don't know that maxing up, maxing on carbs and sugars and so on is not good for us? Right? And I can make a long list. I'm not going to do that. I'm saying there's a whole bunch of stuff we all know. Then why does it benefit us? Because we don't act on it. So action is very, very important. Amal is what you take to the bank, so to speak. And to bring this in, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as his ni'mah made this fard on us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enforced it on us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you will fast. This is a rukun, it is a pillar of our faith. It is fard on every person who is capable of fasting. And we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me this one month. It's like a boot camp. It's like, a, like an immersion program in taqwa. And like Dr. Ali said, maybe if it was voluntary, we wouldn't have done it. But alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it first. So this is something which we all do. But don't make it mechanical. Don't do it because it is supposed to be. No, this is, this is, the, this is the treasure which is there for us to take home. And the purpose of Ramadan is not Ramadan. This, this, is, the, this is the reality of all the ibadat, all the acts of worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Islam. The ibadah is not its maqsad. The worship is not its own goal. The worship is for something. The worship is for inna salata limada tanha anil wal munkar. The purpose of salah is to separate me from all kinds of fawshat wal munkarat, for all forms of shamelessness and disobedience and, and rebelliousness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Salah is not its own maqsad. I don't pray for the prayer. I pray so that this will save me, so that it will change my life, so that it will purify my life. The fasting is for what? So that I become muttaqi. If I'm fasting one month of Ramadan, I fasted and then I'm the same old, you know, person, then I wasted my time. Just hunger and thirst. We have the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said there are some people who will fast the whole month and all they got was hunger and thirst and sleeplessness in the night. Nothing else. So we don't want to be part of that. We want to be in, we completely transformed because of this. Right? So the purpose of ibadah is not the ibadah itself. The purpose of ibadah is to achieve something. So let us focus on that and say, is my ibadah getting me what it's supposed to get me? And in the case of fasting, it is supposed to get me this. So in Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, we learn to pray, we learn to pray Isha, we learn to pray Qiyamul Layl. So let us make these, let us make these uh, intentions that through Ramadan, I'm going to focus on this and after Ramadan, 
I will read so much Quran every day because I, I got that habit in Ramadan, right? I will make tahajjud further on myself because in Ramadan I was praying tahajjud. After Ramadan, I will continue. You don't have to have make sohor, but since you wake up, learn to wake up a bit earlier, pray tahajjud. Imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the first heaven in a, ma in a manner that is in keeping with his majesty and grace. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking, who is it who needs me and we are sleeping? Who is it who needs my protection? We are sleeping. Who is it that needs anything from me? I am here to give you. I am here sleeping. Eh? At least show up. At least show up. The yalla, I am here. Yalla, I need your protection. Is there anybody here who does not need the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is there anyone here who is free from all need? I don't need anything. Even if you don't need anything, Alhamdulillah, we should be like this. I don't need anything in the dunya. Very good. But we need the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. So make this, make Ramadan into a life-changing event in our lives. And make sure that in Ramadan from first day to last day, we actually monitor and measure the changes that happen in our lives. And then after the last day when we go into Shawal, then make sure that we continue that. We ask Allah to enable us to continue that for the rest of our lives till the end of our lives. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to inculcate submissiveness and submission and obedience in our lives. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill our lives with khair and barakah with his noor of his of his of obedience to him and with the noor of the barakah of the sunnah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill our hearts with love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the hub of Allah and with the hub of his nabi of his nabi alayhi salam sallallahu alayhi wasallam we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do or to enable us to do all that is pleasing to him and to save us from all that does not please him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make all of this easy for us and to take it from us and to and, and to cover our faults and our mistakes and our shortcomings. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us in a, in a state of good health and iman right to the last day. And to take us in a state where we have good health and iman. And we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the kalima on our tongues. And with the glory and majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts. Wa sallallahu ala nabi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika wa 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 r